It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for tuning in. I am your host, Marcus Mosier. You can find me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. And joining me today is Landon McCool. You can follow him on Twitter at McCoolBCB. You can also check him out on the Best Coast Boys podcast. Landon, how are you doing today, sir? I'm doing well. It's uh, it's spooky Halloween time, so we I'm sure we have some absolutely ghoulish questions from our listenerhood. Nice. See, see how I wove that in? That was beautiful, wasn't it's it? beautiful. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's go ahead and jump right into those questions. Uh, the first one comes from our friend Pash, uh, who wants to know, why isn't Kellen Moore utilizing Blake Jarwin more in this offense and a little bit less of uh, – Jason Witten, why do you think we're seeing less of Blake Jarwin? Because we've actually seen his his snap counts go down just about every week from the start of the season. I would like to call attention to the fact that you did not say this correctly. He asked why Blake Kellen Moore isn't u- utilizing Blake Jarwin more. Yeah, I got it. Yeah, I, no, I we have. I want to make sure the pun <laughs> was in. Okay, uh, and thank you, Pastor, for the question. Uh, you know, I think. He hasn't given us quite the upside as a receiver that you'd want. And the, and the real problem, I think, is that he hasn't been uh, – he's been pretty bad as a blocker, you know? And I think Yeah, that, but we knew that going in, right? We, we, no, yeah, no, 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 Abs- no, no, absolutely. That, that's baked in. But, but what's also baked in is that he's a better receiver, and that's the part that's supposed to be getting him on the field. I, I feel like – there's been times where he's not getting open when he's on on the field. He's he's had some drops. I, I I'm not I'm not saying that that he shouldn't be playing a little bit more and getting some more opportunities. But I can also understand the argument that you know he he hasn't quite lived up to what they had hoped. And I, I also can also listen to the argument. And I don't know. I don't have the numbers in front of me on this specifically, but I I would not be surprised if he is losing some snaps to Schultz. Who I think is actually, you know, proving to be a pretty decent blocker at times, and can do some of this uh, receiving stuff as well. So um, I don't know that it's just that he's losing it to Jason Witten. I think Schultz is also maybe eaten into some of that. Yeah, I don't know. I still feel like Blake Jarwin is their best receiving tight end on the team. Am I wrong in thinking that? I think I think you're no. I think you're right. I just I mean, he hasn't exactly. Shown week to week that that same prowess that we were hoping it, for, but, you know. Okay, but it, it's I think it's one of these things where it's awfully hard to come into a game for fifteen snaps and be like, okay, here you go, you're gonna be our, you're gonna go make plays. But well, I, I think but, that's, but that's his uh, job. <laughs> I mean, that's you know that's that's right, his job. But, it, so. but there's no feel when you get into the game. It's like a basketball player coming off the bench and okay, hey, go be our best scorer. It, you need a little bit of time to get into the game speed and that kind of stuff. I, I, 
I, I, mean, I don't maybe know. that's true, but but the problem is, is that that's not who you are. You're not you're not the 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 all star that's being put into the game who has a great two way game that is easing his way into the game. You're 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 a one tool player who has a has a trick, and you, and you need to come in and perform that trick well if you want to continue to be on the field. Like I don't I don't understand why that's he's a role player. Like if he wanted to be more than a role player, he needs to develop as a blocker a lot. Otherwise, you know, like he needs to come in and be a good receiver. And right now, he's been an okay receiver when he's coming in. I, I, okay. I, I don't think it's, I don't think it's unfair to say that he hasn't been what we would hope he would be. And I, and I think that you know, you may be right that you know maybe he needs a while to, uh, to, to warm up, or he needs a, a larger role to, to kind of get into it. But unfortunately, you know what? Like that's not your role, man. And you're not good enough to dictate. Uh, get, getting fed a bunch of snaps uh, to, in order to get you going. You need to get going now, or we'll find other ways to, to distribute those snaps. We have other players that are better that 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 can take eat up those snaps that it, it, gladly. Okay, that might be fair. Um, let's go ahead and move on to a different question. Uh, this one comes from Dadpool. I like it. Nice. Uh, I am recently under the impression that Rod Marinelli's rotation system hurts our defense. He says, fresh, lesser quality players are still lesser quality players. Do you agree that the rotation system lets opposing offenses off the hook sometimes as you constantly put lesser players on the field? I, I think if you if you don't have the quality at those second-level p- positions, then yeah. But, I mean, I think the, the goal is to have that quality. I think, you know, I think what's been happening is that there was uh, – you know, as much you you want to talk about guys who I don't think have have had a hard time translating their training camps into the regular season. I think Blake Jarwin yeah. has been one of these guys, but I think and another Lawrence one Armstrong of these guys is Dorrance yeah. Armstrong. Is you know, and I think that that's I don't you know I don't really blame them so much for that because I saw it with my own eyes. You know, like the dude is just I don't know like. He has not translated his game completely to to the other end, and I think that's been a big part of that of, of this issue. And then I think you know having a uh, uh, at best sixty percent uh, Tyrone Crawford, you know even even before he went on IR, I right. think you know that's also been a huge part of this problem is that he's a guy that's supposed to be a big part of this rotation. And and a big right, part of right. what's been missing. So I think you've taken a hit there. I think that they've done some things, obviously, by getting Bennett that that to kind of help that situation. But no, I actually disagree. I I think that the rotation system it helps uh, keeps these guys fresh throughout the season. And when you have a good uh, mixture of players, I, I really think that it, it it's a great way to attack a defense because you're getting guys playing with their hair on fire every single snap throughout the game, throughout the season. And it's also important to remember that part of the reason the Cowboys use a rotation system isn't just to get through games, but also to manage to get these guys throughout the season. Yeah. So, you know, when we get to late December or hopefully to January, you're not getting a compromised Demarcus Lawrence or Robert Quinn. You're getting guys that are fresh. So when they are playing those 65 70% snaps, uh, they can be full board at the quarterback. So I, I think this is a way to preserve them as, as the season goes along. Uh, any final thoughts on the defensive line rotation before we move on? I just think that if you look at it, it's the best way to get the optimal rep every rep. If you if you rely on one player too much, then you're, 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 you're 
you're you're you're releasing you're relinquishing that control to that player's you know wind how well he's able to make it throughout right. the season if he gets hurt or nicked up then you're an issue if you have a waves of player you can mix and match these guys and make sure that every player every single snap is is able to give 100% effort because they're all constantly fresh all right let's take a break we'll come back and we'll answer some more of your twitter questions this is David Harrison of the Locked On Commanders podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Discover. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Uh, this next one, Landon, comes from Chris. Uh, he says, no extension for Dak or Amari during the bye week. Uh, given each of their respective seasons so far, what do you realistically expect those contract numbers to look like? Uh, and when do you expect them to get done? I know you and I are uh, kind of on the same page here. We we really don't stress about these contract things very much. Uh, I know a lot of other shows, they lead off uh, Sports Center at night talking about the Dak Prescott contract. Uh, we don't worry about them too much because we know who is eventually going to sign those checks uh, and that they never, uh, the Cowboys never let go of players they want to keep. Uh, but let's just kind of ballpark here. What do you expect uh, Prescott's number to come in at when he finally signs? I, I mean, like somewhere between. 35 and 40 million probably. I don't know. Like and it, yeah, and let, let's let's take it even a step further. This is all a a a sham. This is I mean, you want to talk about conspi- sure. you want to hear the conspiracy theory here? Here's the conspiracy theory. <laughs> well, why did why did you set it up like I love conspiracy theories? Well, no 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 no. No, I am <laughs> suggesting that this is my conspiracy theory, but I don't think it's really that that it's conspiracy theory. I think it's true. Um this whole conversation about all this this media generation generated talk about uh, uh, salary cap. First of all, that's that helps the owners keep the money the the contract negotiated down because now you they can always the salary cap has always been a tool for the owners to not have to pay the players as much. And and really, what's going to happen is that they're really talking about oh, how are they going to pay for all these people? How are they going to pay for all these people? But what that's doing is depressing negotiations. And ultimately, what they're what they're trying to do is get all these deals done before the next contra- uh, TV contract gets announced. And when it does, everyone's going to realize, oh my gosh, the salary cap is going to explode. But you know that's fine because I've already signed Dak, Amari, Zeke, all these guys to a contract uh, under the, the the premise that that you know the, the, how are we going to ever fit these guys under the cap? We got to find a way to negotiate. You know, we got to find a way to fit all these guys inside the predetermined. Hey, we got you guys got to work together to get everyone underneath the cap. Blah 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 blah. Yeah, I, I think ultimately what this is is you know Jerry Jones and and, the, and a lot of the owners they 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 run the the cable company called NFL Network and you know ESPN mm-hmm. they all take their cues from the same people and they they talk about this stuff when there's not anything to talk about and ultimately what it does is that it helps the owners you know kind of negotiate lower prices under the guys that they're not going to be able to fit things under the cap when they know that they're about to sign a huge multi-billion dollar deal with these TV companies that's going to explode the cap over the next few years and make all these deals look like absolute bargains afterwards. So, yeah, that's why I don't really worry about these numbers. But I would say Cooper probably somewhere underneath $20 million, 
and 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 uh, uh, Dak somewhere between thirty-five to forty million. And but don't worry can about I, it. Who cares? Like it's it doesn't matter. It doesn't can, matter. I, can I give you a little bit of a rumor that I've heard with uh, from Dak's side? Okay. Uh, He's okay taking $33 million a year, actually, now. I know there was some debate that, you know, he wanted 40 uh, He wanted $35. Uh, I, he's told, I, I know he's what told this is. Front, yeah, go ahead. Well, hold, I say he told the front office that he's fine with taking 33 Yeah. The caveat being it would just be a three-year deal. Yeah, so exactly. three years, $100 million. Exactly. Because they know what's yeah. going on. I mean, they, they know oh, exactly yeah, what right. this deal is. Of course he does. It's not even about the smart, the smart players that are financially – the ones that are really taking care of themselves are understanding that long-term deals are bad for you because as the years, especially now, these TV contracts are getting larger and larger and larger. The cap is exploding, exploding, exploding. So you want more, more opportunities to go and have to renegotiate your deal, not less. And because and, and mm-hmm. every year the, the, it's going to explode. And every year we're going to say, oh, you can't pay this quarterback X amount of money. And then the next year you're arguing about half that player getting twice as much money. You know, it's like, oh, you, you know, it, it happens every single year. And, and people need to recognize the pattern uh, and, and wise up. And it feels like some of these some of these guys are, are doing that. They're saying, no, give me a three-year deal. Give me a two-year deal. And then we'll, we'll re- renegotiate my value then after, after a couple of years. Yeah, I think Prescott would be smart to, to take a three-year do- deal. You know, three years, $100 million. Uh, and then let's go back at the table at 2021 yeah. after I play two more years and I rack up, you know, 20 more wins and uh, score 70 touchdowns. I think, you know, I think that makes sense for, for Prescott's side. All right, let's go ahead and move on to a different question. Uh, this one from Jared. Uh, do you expect the Cowboys' defense to blitz more now that they have a solid defensive line? Uh, I just, I'm curious how Bennett is going to affect this entire defense. Uh, I actually think the opposite. Yep. I, I think Dallas is going to blitz less now that they have Bennett because they're going to feel like they don't need uh, to rush more guys to yep. get to the passer. Exactly. Uh, I do. I do wonder though whether we'll see more three defensive linemen looks with you know Jalen being a potential blitzer who could come off the edge or up the middle. Uh, do you think that's possible? Yeah, I mean, I think one of the things that you really miss Crawford for was he was really good as one of those three down linemen that was basically playing kind of a pass rushing six technique or five technique and sometimes they would mm-hmm. kick into three but yeah i i uh, i agree that you know when some of their unique looks i think uh that's where you're gonna see bennett kind of potentially take uh crawford's place there as well uh, as well you know the larger role of what he's taking over from crawford as the swing inside outside guy all right let's take one more break we'll come back and answer some more questions If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, Landon, this one from Wade. It's not Wade Phillips, but Wade oh. Wap. Uh, I know. It's, I, I'm sure <laughs> that's, Wade. That's fine. I'm sure, I'm sure it's fine, Wade. It's okay. Yeah. You're, you're good enough, Wade. Yeah, I'm sure Wade listens to this show. He's out on the West Coast. He's got nothing else better to do. Surprise, um, it's me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, do we need to consider giving Tony Pollard more touches? Uh, because, <laughs> I, I, listen, I'm I'm on this bandwagon. I, I think Tony Pollard should get seven to nine touches a game. That seems like the right amount to me. Uh, if the Cowboys could, you know, get him, 
five carries a game, two or three receptions. Uh, I, I think that makes sense. What do you think, Landon? I, I mean, I think it's you know, yes, but I also think that that's a situation where uh, the offense is going well. When things are going well, then I think it's easier to do things like that. But when I think, see, it, I disagree with you there. That's what we're disagreeing. Go ahead. Uh, I, I don't. I don't think that you. You know. I mean, I think he's shown it. When you're bringing him in as as a change of pace to kind of mix things up, he's had problems at times. Uh, And I think it's his best work has come when there's been success there, and then he's used uh, as a mix-in guy. You know, I I think I I think that he has value to to this offense. It should be getting more touches, but I think that's also based on the offense clicking well enough to get kind of going to add him add him into the mix at times. I think it's more important that you get other players going in order for the offense to go than to sub him in and, and see if he can give you five or six good All right, that, that, that's a fair point. So let's let's rank it like this. If you had to pick the four players on offense that you want to get going in order, what's the correct list? Because to me, I think it's Amari Cooper 1. Some other people will think it's Zeke 2. Uh, but is it Cooper... Zeke, Gallup, and then Pollard, or is it is it Cobb after that? Where where do you rank these guys in terms of hey going into the game? These are the guys we got to get touches. I, I mean, I think I think it's all those guys. I, I think because of the nature of the position, it needs to be then it needs to be an interior player, and I don't know that it necessarily needs to be a tight end or the slot receiver, but I think it that is. That is a, the part of the field that you need to attack, and I, you can do that however you like. And then I think at that point, at that next level, is the Tony Pollard, Blake Jarwins of the of the of the you know. And I think Tavon Austin is kind of in that role, kind of in the the slot position role with with uh, Cobb. You know, I think it's like a Cobb and Witten tier at four, and then a okay. and then beneath that are your role players that you're trying to get touches specifically in certain packages yeah see i but I like but, but i also that's a, that's, I also, that's the problem is i, I like Tavon on pollard i think pollard gets more than the touches than those guys too because he's also the backup running back you know what i'm saying yeah yeah i my problem is and that's not a problem is i like or i like Tavon and Pollard a lot. I think you can. I think there's ways to get those guys, you know, eight or nine touches a game. But there's just not that many snaps to go around. So probably a little is a little bit dependent on team base, right? Your it's volume. It's volume based, is what it is. I mean, I think you need in order to get more snaps, your team has to be have be, be having success. You have to be converting first downs in order to get more snaps, right? If you're three and outing or five and outing every single drive. Well, yeah. Guess what? There's not a, there's not room for Pollard to t- take a whole bunch of snaps because he you, you aren't executing, you aren't creating more opportunity by creating more snaps. Then, it, it, yeah. Guess what? The, those guys on that fourth and fifth tier, they're gonna get less snaps because it's more important to get the guys that are the engine of your offense going so that you can at least create scenarios where those other players can come into the game and create. I agree. I, I think that makes sense. Um, this next one comes from Dak for wide. Uh, he says, Jadobi Wuzier is a safety and nobody knows it. Agree, <laughs> wow. I, I love it. Just the bold, you know, just the bold statement like that. Yeah. No, I, I mean, I, I think Jadobi is played better than 
people are giving him credit for. Uh, I, I generally think that I, I, I would like for him to take another step at some point because I feel like he's not just being burned. Like he's not – I mean I, I remember what bad second cornerback play looks like. I don't think that's what we're getting with Chidobe. Um, yeah. You know what I'm saying? I, I just I think he needs, it's time for him to take the next step of getting more pass deflections and or interceptions. Can I give you a, a breaking news uh, update from Calvin Watkins? I want your, your opinion on it. Okay. Uh, not only was Tristan Hill late to a meeting on Thursday, but he also fell asleep during a speech by Hall of Famer Isaiah Thomas uh, today. Uh, what are your thoughts, Lennon? Uh, <laughs> wait, wait, wait. He – he fell asleep during one of the talks. Is that was that during, on Tuesday? The, yeah, uh, uh, he fell asleep during Isaiah Thomas's Hall of Fame. Uh, he, or, uh, Hall of Famer Isaiah Thomas came to the practice to talk to them, and he he fell asleep. Yeah, I mean, you know, uh, that's that's. Have uh, you listened to Isaiah Thomas talk before? It's, he's pretty quiet. That's, yeah, I don't. I don't. He's I don't got really, like the librarian yeah. librarian voice going he's, on. You know, you get in that cold, <laughs> air conditioned room, you've been working out. It's like. You can get sleepy, you know? I don't know. I, I get it. I, yeah. Sometimes you get into a room that's too hot. And yeah. You, just, you know? Yeah. I didn't get that second cup of coffee. Some, I understand. Guy, some guys talk about basketball. You're like, Phew. yeah. I mean, you, coming from somebody who lives in Lakerstown, you uh, uh, you should you should know better than you. Oh, that's else. right. The uh, Lakers are still here, aren't they? Uh, it's, it's killing me, man. All right. That is it for today's show. Thank you for tuning in. Make sure you download and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Follow Landon at McCoolBCB. You can follow the show at Lockdown Cowboys. And I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier. And we will see you next time. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild. Or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day.